Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Why don't we stand, lift our hands toward heaven, and ask God to move in this house today. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings, giving us another opportunity to come together to worship, to praise, and to magnify your great name. We ask you, Lord, that your spirit would fill this house. Let the glory of the Lord move in a mighty way in this place. Why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord? <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of God today. Amen. If you would like to, you can gather around the front. Let's sing and worship the Lord together. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, for this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. That the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Church, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it, for this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, for this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Yes, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Church, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. That the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. Day. 
This is the day that the Lord hath made. The Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Well, I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. And I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Well, he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming love. And he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Oh, in Jesus, my Savior forever. Well, he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. And he loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Well, I heard about his healing of his cleansing power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and he caused the blind to see and then I cried dear Jesus come and heal my broken spirit and somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory victory in Jesus my Savior forever well he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood and he loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood well, I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory and I heard about the streets of gold Beyond the crystal sea About the angels singing And the old redemption story And some sweet day I'll sing up there The song of victory Oh, victory in Jesus My Savior forever Well, He sought me and He bought me with His redeeming blood. And He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is to Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. 
bought me, and he bought me with his redeeming blood. And he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. And he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Hallelujah. 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 It's good to be in church. I tell you what I believe. I believe that I witnessed a prayer right here Monday night that God performed a miracle. I believe that. Hallelujah. 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 The God that we serve is a miracle working God. And I feel His presence in this service this morning. We want to remember to pray for all our brothers and sisters. Let's remember Brother Hare and his church family and ask God to bless them. Pray for Sister Nunn. Remember Pat this morning and Brother Kerry Cox family. Ask you to pray for them. But let's ask God to have his way in this service here this morning. Let's love him, church. God, we love you. Brothers, bring the offering pans, then Brother Justin's going to be singing. We're going to have some good preaching. We're going to have good church. Glory.
So many times I've questioned certain circumstances, things I could not understand. And many times in trials, the weakness blurs my vision, and my frustrations get so out of hand. But if then I am reminded never been forsaken I've never had to stand one test alone and as I look at all the victories your spirit rises up in me and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb and he never offered our victories without fighting but he said help would always come in time so just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just Hold on, our Lord will show up, and He will take you through the fire again. Oh, He never promised that the cross would not get heavy, and the hill would not be hard to climb. And He never offered our victories without fighting but he said help would always come in time so just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just hold on our look will show up and he will take you through the fire again I know within myself that I would surely perish. But if I trust the hand of God, He would chill the flames again, again. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting but he said help would always come in time so just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just hold on our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again so many times I've questioned certain circumstances and things I could not understand. And many times in trials, delivers my vision and my frustrations get so out of hand. But as then I am reminded, I've never been forsaken. I've never had to stand one test alone. 
And as I look at all the victories, your spirit rises up in me. And it's through the fire my weakness is made strong. Oh, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the heel would not be hard to climb. And he never offered our victories without fighting, but he said help would always come in time. Oh, oh just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just put on our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again I said just hold on our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord? How many is really glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. So thankful for God's goodness and His mercy, allowing us to be in His house to worship, to praise, and to glorify His great name. God has truly been good to us. Amen. God has blessed us, and uh, we don't ever want to take the blessings of God for granted today of all the things that God has done for us. And uh, unfortunately today there is some that are not as well off as we are. There's many a people unable to enter their buildings to worship God today. And uh, we want to pray for them. And before we go any further in this service, I would like for us all to bind together, pray for the strength of every pastor Every saint of God that has been affected by this storm, amen, every individual, amen, that God would help and strengthen and comfort them in the time of loss, amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. God, we love you today. As we thank you for your mercy, God, we ask you, Lord, in your precious name that you would help and strengthen our brothers and our sisters in the Lord. God, that are dealing with the effects of this storm and what it has caused. God, we ask You, Lord, that You would comfort them, that You would give them peace and help and strength from heaven today. We know, God, that You're able. We know, God, that You can. You're our help. You're our peace. You're our comforter. You're our strength, God. We believe You today, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't somebody just pray just a moment like it was you that was being affected. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We believe you today, Lord. We believe you today, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It is good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And uh, so glad to have our guests that are in the house of the Lord today. Good to have Benjamin here with us, Brother Todd here with us. 
Amen. The young lady all the way from Moss Bluff here with us today and just come to hear me preach this morning. I'm honored that she would do so. And uh, good to see these young ladies with Sister Frances today. Glad that you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Again, the young young lady back here with Sister Holyfield. Glad that you're in the house of God with us today. Everyone else that is here, Lord bless you. One on all the home folks, give our guests a good hand clap. Glad for everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And um, I noticed this week uh, in here praying that someone left their watch on the front seat. I guess this is a good indicator that they were just giving me, letting me know they do not care how long I preach. They just want to enjoy the Word of God. So if this is your watch, you can come up here and get it after service. And uh, you won't need it before I get through preaching. You might use it as a fan or something. But anyway, we are uh, thankful for all of God's blessings and uh, want to remind you about the uh, marriage retreat coming up. And uh, the announcement was on the, the bulletin, so remember that. There will be a sign-up sheet tonight after service on the welcoming desk. I need all the couples to sign up that will be attending that. And uh, I, I do encourage everyone to do it. We're going to have a great time in the Lord if you are married. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. We're going to have a great time of fun and fellowship. And uh, looking forward to the shoemakers being with us. And uh, then they will be preaching. He will be preaching that weekend following that Friday and Saturday. So they'll be uh, Saturday night, uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock and then Saturday morning session at 10. We'll have a meal Friday night. We'll have a meal following uh, the session Saturday morning. We're going to have a great time. And uh, before they get too much into all the serious stuff, we're going to let Brother and Sister Duplessy get up and give us some great advice on how to have a successful, long-living marriage. I was reading uh, yesterday in the news that this couple was celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary. That's pretty amazing. But what I found more than 60 years of marriage being amazing, he was still able to get in the same suit and she was still able to get in the same dress. So I thought it would be a good idea that we have Brother Duplessy to wear the suit that he got married in and Sister Duplessy to wear the dress that she got married in. <laughs> and we go, I, I think it would be a good idea that everybody on that Friday night have to get dressed in what you got married in. That would be quite, that might not even be entertaining. That might... <laughs> Oh, help us all, Lord. I I still got the shoes that I got married in, that I wore the day I got married in, but my feet have even grown since then. I can't even get in the same shoes. But anyway, we're going to have a great time looking forward to that. And also, the good Lord willing, school is about to start. And uh, I know all of you guys and girls are looking so forward to that. Are you all happy? You can just see Brother Reed, he just wants to stand up and shout about school start. But uh, so they will be starting up and uh, then we will start up our Sunday school class 
uh, hopefully the 13th. And so they will have a uh, activities and stuff over in the gym on that Sunday, and then we'll get back to regular Sunday school classes, good Lord willing. And uh, the creek don't rise and the, the uh, virus don't get out of control again. But we are thankful for God's protecting hand, and I do, I do want to say this. God truly smiled on us, and uh, I am so thankful for that. I hate it for all the ones that was affected by the storm. And uh, I told Brother Hare, I said, I didn't mean for it to come right through Moss Bluff, but I did pray for an eastern or a, a westerly wind to move that thing on east but we could have prayed a little bit harder i guess and caused it to dissipate in the gulf that would have been the great thing but i am thankful today and we want to do everything that we can to be a help we're in touch with those over there trying to find what is needed and what we can do to help so if you're called on i ask you to do everything that you can because uh, guess what Hurricane season has not even reached its peak yet, and so we know September is a rough month around here for hurricanes, so we pray that God's protection would be over everyone. I want to uh, try this morning to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. Also, I wanted to make mention before I get into the Word of the Lord, I will be out of town next weekend, and uh, Brother Duplessis will be preaching here Sunday morning. And uh, be faithful to the house of God. I know next weekend is uh, Labor Day. And uh, so a lot of people will be out celebrating, doing different things. And so I ask you to be very careful. We pray for God's hand of protection. And uh, if you're in town, be faithful to the house of the Lord. And uh, I am not going on vacation. I'm going to work. So anyway, I have a wedding I've got to go to, and then I'll be preaching that weekend. So pray for us. The Lord would give us a safe trip and uh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Lord bless you. If you have your Bibles today, stand with us. Turn to Psalms chapter number 30. Psalms chapter number 30. I don't have a lot of notes. In fact, I don't have any notes this morning. And uh, that could be good work in your benefit, or it might work against you today. Um, but I, I've just felt some things on my heart I want to talk to you about. I may not be preaching as normal, but I do feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart to share with you. And uh, I remember one day Brother Duplessis and myself was eating with a a preacher, and we were talking about preaching, and and um, the subject of notes come up, and uh, that preacher said, "Well," and he was he was he was relatively long-winded, and uh, he said, "Well, I don't have I don't use notes." Brother Duplessis said, "You ought to get you some." And the guy kind of looked stunned, and you know, Brother Duplessis always, you know. He don't want to hurt anybody's feelings at all. And he said, you think so? He said, yeah. He said, so you'll know when you're through. So sometimes without notes, we fail to remember when we get through. Psalms chapter number 30, verse number 5. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture, and I want to use it maybe to help us today. The Bible says, 
for his anger endureth but a moment. Everybody said his anger endureth but but in but a moment. In his favor is life. And this is a part that we're all very familiar with. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Now that's what we, and, and this kind of all goes together. It's just, I guess, two different ways to say practically the same thing. But what I want to f- focus on today is his anger endureth but a moment. And there's something about God that he always gives you a promise. And his promise is, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure, but joy is on the way. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for his help today. God, we trust in you. Our faith, our confidence, our hope is in you, God. I pray, dear Lord, in your precious name that you would touch me to preach your word, that you would anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. God, I pray that you would anoint the ears, the hearts, the spirits of your people to hear your word, to receive your word, to respond to your word and help us, God, to apply your word to our hearts, to our lives. In Jesus' name, and we would be a doer of the Word. Everybody said, in Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord. With that hand clap, lift your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you for a few moments about the anger, the anger of God. The anger of God is something uh, not to be taken lightly at all. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that seem to think that God is always just full of mercy and grace, and He's always having mercy and grace and compassion and... and uh, Everything till, till, and, and that is true about God. The very essence of God is God is love. And, uh, I, I believe that. And I believe in the mercy and the grace of God. And because of that mercy and grace of God, we have not been consumed. Because not any of us deserve a chance at life, our living, our being what God wants us to be, or enjoying the blessings and the mercy and the grace of God. But it's because of His grace that we have not been consumed. But in in all of that, people seem to think that, that with God being so merciful and God being so kind and so full of grace and long-suffering, that it gives people the, the, uh, I, I guess, a free pass to do Whatever they would like. And God is just going to look over it and say, well, you know, I'm going to have mercy on that. I'm going to forgive that. And I'm going to look over that. But there has been times in the past that God did not look over sin. 
And God did not turn His face from sin. But God met sin with judgment. And the sins of His people with the judgments of God upon them. And I think in living for God, grace is a wonderful thing. And grace is is just the unmerited favor of God. But there is an allotment of grace that God has given us. And we don't want to use that grace foolishly. Grace has never been a license to sin. It's help when you stumble. Amen. But there's difference in willfully disobeying and sinning than there is just stumbling along life's journey. That's not what I want to talk about today, but it'll get me to the place maybe where in 30 minutes or so I can get started on what I want to talk about. But so, so we, we, if we're not very careful, we paint God as, as this, this passive, caring, loving, loving, uh, God that never, never allows anything bad to happen to people. Unfortunately, unfortunately, bad things happen to good people. Amen. And because something bad happens to us as individuals, does not necessarily mean that the judgments of God is upon us. But it could mean we're living a thing called life. And life is full of ups and downs. Life is full of turns. Life is full of twists. Life is full of surprises. Life is full of happiness and it's also full of sadness. But it's just life. And I can remember, and actually my brother brought it to my attention again today. And um, Brother Jorner preaching here years ago, he preached it at, at his church too is what he was talking about. And he said some things just happen because it's life. Because you get up. And your car won't start does not mean necessarily that the judgments of God is on you. And you drive down the road and you have a flat does not mean that you're doing something wrong. It means that because of life, your tires wear out. Because of life, uh, someone drops a tack in the road and, and you run over it and it causes you to have a flat. Because of life, cars do not run forever. It's just... A thing called life. But then there is, there is a side of God that, that God wants us so much to be saved. That God would go to great extremes to save us. God will go to great extremes to wake us up. God would go to great extremes to shake us, to help us come to our senses where we would want to turn around and get back on the straight and narrow walk with God. So God allows things to happen in our life. And what, what we have, what we have grown accustomed to is, is just saying life is, is this and, and this is things that happen in life. And sometimes you have to, you have to have a balance here to weigh the things that God is doing to get our attention and the things that are happening just because it's life. 
But God allows sometimes. It's just like, like the Scripture said in the Word of God, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Sometimes God allows things to happen in our life to wake us up, to help us realize, hey, you're, you're getting off course here a little bit. I remember uh, reading or hearing about uh, the trip to the moon, and, and uh, they talked about in-course corrections. And if you, if you take a trip, and when they sent a man to the moon, they had to do what they called in-course corrections, because just a fraction here would be thousands and thousands of miles off when they tried to get to their, their uh, destination. And so they would, they would correct their course in flight to get it back on course. There is times in our walk with God that God tries to shake us and wake us up to get us back on course of walking with Him and being and doing what God wants us to do. How many has ever had any mid-course correction in your life? That God just shakes you and, hey, ho, 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 hold up just a minute there. You're getting a little off course. I want to bring you back to the place that, that I want you to be and where you can fulfill the purpose that I have called you to be. I look at, at Jesus even, uh, as people try to describe, uh, their imagination of what Jesus looked like and, and what Jesus act like. And, and I have seen uh, many different productions and, and, uh, went to different places and, and, uh, seen the, the, uh, passion play, I think they call it, in Eureka Springs. And I, I've, I've went to some local events here where they, they was giving, uh, their look and their view of what Christ looked like. Uh, it's, it's amazing how that, that, the pictures of Jesus is this um, fair, complected, long hair, groomed beard, man, piercing blue eyes. He's got to have piercing blue eyes. But, but Jesus was really nothing. The Bible describes Him as being nothing really to look upon. He wouldn't be one that would really stand out in a crowd, I don't believe. Just look like the ordinary Jewish man of that day and that time. Nothing really looking special about him. But, but they depict him as being so passionate and so kind, which he was. But then there is a different side of Jesus where he went in and he threw out the money changers that were in the temple because they have turned the place of worship into a house and a den of thieves. I don't think that he was kind. I don't think that he was so passive and worried about hurting people's feelings. If you read the words of Jesus, he could be kind of smart at times. And uh, answering the scribes and the Pharisees, you could see in in the Scripture where where he would kind of backhand them occasionally. He even went so far as, I think they 
preached about it a couple weeks ago here. He called, practically called a woman a dog. Because he says, is it good to give this meat to the dogs? But she said, the dogs have the crumbs. Because, see, there is, there is a different side to Jesus. There's a different side about Him that we all need to be aware of. And we want to stay on the good side of God. Amen. I want to stay on the good side of God. And so everybody's description of Jesus is not correct. It's not who He was or what He was. We have a very good indication in the Word of God of what kind of compassionate man that He was. But we also have recordings in the Word of God that He would, He would use authority in situations. So, so in living life, where, where does this put us and what, what I want to talk to you about today? There is times in all of our lives, and I know probably you, I know myself, I can speak for myself. There's been times that I have felt like God was angry at me. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like, my Lord, what am I doing? Even Job said this about God, his God, whom he would not curse and who would, he would not charge foolishly. But he did say this, he had taken me by my neck and he shaken me. That was Job's description of what was happening in his life. Job was not wrong. Job was not a bad man. Job was not off course. God was using Job to prove a point. And we all say that we want God to use us. And we want to be an example. But I just say, God, if you want to prove a point like that, just bypass me. Go to the next man in line. Because God was doing this. Then these, and this is what, this is what is so amazing. Out of the things that happened in Job's life, the majority of the things that happened were acts of God. The wind blew the house over that where his children were and killed them. That was an act of God. His body was cursed with sickness. That was an act of God. God did that. And so you look at this and you're trying to figure out how, how Job kept his faith and how Job kept his integrity. But Job knew that with every problem that comes on us in life and God's anger in life only lasts a moment. I would rather God be angry at me and save me than be angry at me and do nothing that allow me to go astray. God, keep me on course. But I, I've been reading... And uh, my scripture reading has been for the last few days in the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. 
mainly because he was pronouncing judgment. His entire his entire um, book is pronouncing judgment upon the children of God, Israel and Judah, because of their sins and their transgressions before God. And so here he is trying to tell them. Number one, God starts out by judging them and saying judgment will fall. But before judgment falls, God gives a moment to repent. And He says, if you will turn from your wicked ways, if you would hear the voice of God, if you would heed to the voice of God, I would restore you. I will repent of the things that I have said that I was going to do for you. But then... You get on into what God is going to do to the children of Israel and to Judah. How they're going to be kept taken captive. And how the king is going to come in and destroy, burn, ruin, wreck, tear down the city of Jerusalem. Destroy everything that they have there. But God is telling them, and with everywhere God starts describing to them of what He is going to do and how bad it's going to be, God reminds them you're going to be taken captive. But in 70 years, I'm going to bring you back to this land because I have promised it to you. And I've promised it to your fathers. And then he tells them, he goes back in to the judgments of God of what he is going to do and how bad it's going to be. But he said, but I'm going to leave a remnant. I'm not going to utterly destroy you. I am going to visit you again. On and on through the book of Jeremiah. Ruin, wreck, and destruction. But right behind that is the promise of God. What I have come to talk to you about today is that you might feel like that you are walking through the valley of judgment, death, ruin, and destruction. You might feel like that everything that you touch falls apart. You might feel like the devil has attacked you on all sides. You might feel like everything is crumbling around you. You might feel like that the world, and it looks like our world has crumbled around us in the last few months. And it does not look like it's getting any better. But when I say that, I say that by looking in the Word of God that always reminds us that even if God is angry, even if God is sending judgment, even if God is sending turmoil, even if God is sending chaos, right behind that, God has a promise. And God's promise is my anger is going to last but a moment. Amen. My anger will not be always. My anger will not last forever. But if you just hold on to the promises of God, 
God is going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. And the sun is going to shine again. Amen. And the, the lake is going to clear off again. And God is going to send His blessings, His mercy and His grace to your life again. Keep the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated, but so many times the devil clouds our mind with what is going on in our life. Amen. We find that Jeremiah, by his prophecy, he was rejected by his neighbors. He was rejected by his family. He was rejected by the priests and the prophets. He was rejected by his friends. He was rejected by all the people. He was rejected by the king. He was thrown into prison. He was taken out of prison and thrown into a pit. Amen. He was fed the bread of affliction. He was wallowing in the mire of the bottom pit. Amen. Because he had prophesied to them the things that God was going to do to them and they failed to remember. Hey, in Jeremiah's prophecy of judgment, in Jeremiah's prophecy of captivity, in Jeremiah's prophecy of, of problems, there is a prophecy of hope. There is a prophecy of deliverance. There is a prophecy of bringing us back. There is a prophecy of rebuilding. There is a prophecy that God has not forsaken us. Amen. 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 To sum this book up, he was called to be a prophet. He rebukes and he sends warnings. He promises the Jews, amen, but the commentary says even though he, he, he uh, prophesied and sent warnings of judgment, he also sent the promises of God, amen, the, the prediction of divine judgment, overthrowing of Jerusalem and 70 years of captivity, amen, the promises of restoration of the Jews. Amen. I want to tell you today in the season of your life, of whatever you're going through and whatever you're facing, that seems like God has turned His back on you and problems have occurred from every direction. In this season, let me promise you this, and let me tell you what the Word of God says. Weeping may endure but a night, but joy, joy, joy. I said joy. Cometh in the morning. Amen. God's anger endureth but a moment. But God's grace is for life. God's blessings is for life. Keep your faith and confidence in God. Amen. Amen. The promises of restoration. So we have a choice today. 
Amen. Your choice is what will you focus on? Amen. What will you keep your eyes on? What will you tune in your ears to hear? Amen. I get so sick of the negative news media. They can't produce anything. They can't talk about anything that is positive. It's all negative. It's all bad. It's all terrible. And there's no hope in sight. Amen. And that's what we have been tuned to and brought captive to. Amen. This is a reason why you need to tune in to the church. Amen. This is a reason why you need to get your instruction from the Word of God. It's a reason why you need to read the promises that is in this book. This book is full of promises from the very beginning to the very ending. It's full of the promises of God. It's full of help from God. It's full of hope from God. It's full of direction from God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I told you sometime back when all of this was going on and all the chaos first started. Amen. The cloud that seemed to cover our our world, not just the country, but our world and, uh, and, and uncertainty and chaos and and all the confusion. And I was listening at the news. And, and I was reading everything that I could read. And I, I believe you ought to stay informed. You can't stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and expect things to go away. Amen. But I believe that you should stay informed. But in staying informed, sometimes we forget the main informer. And that is God and what God has to say. Amen. I felt the cloud of depression like I had never felt in the past that I've never dealt with before. But you know what I've done? I didn't go for the pill bottle. I didn't go for the bottle on the street. I didn't go to find the local drug dealer. But I said, you know what I'm going to read? I'm going to read Psalms. And I started reading about the promises of God. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? Not because I'm big. Not because I'm bad. Not because I'm strong. But it's because Thou art with me. He's always there. He's always concerned. He's always there to help and to strengthen His people. Amen. 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 I read in the Word of God. Where the Word of God says, Oh, rejoice not against me, O oh, mine enemies. Amen. I look at some of you today. It's been a long time since you read it. Amen. It's been a long time since you've read the promises of God. But the promises of God is not just for them back then, but it's been handed down to the church today. It's not just good for the preacher, but it's good for the saint. It's not just good for the saint, but it's good for the sinner. And I want to tell you today, you want to change your direction. You want to change your attitude. You want to change the way that you look at life. Start looking at it through the eyes of God. God, and through the Word of God. Amen. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. You might feel like the devil has his, his, his foot on your throat. You might feel like the devil's kicked you up against the wall. But I tell you today that God's come 
bless you and remind you of the Word of God. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. When I fall, when I fall, when I fall, I am going to arise. Somebody give God praise. Amen. Somebody give God praise today. When I fall, when I fall, I shall arise. Don't get too happy now, devil. Amen. Can you imagine the heyday that the devil was having the day that Nebuchadnezzar entered into Jerusalem and started tearing down the walls. Amen. The walls that was built by the people of God and started destroying the temple and burning down the houses that was prepared by the people of God and the children of God. Can you imagine what the devil... Oh, I got it. I got it. But wait. Wait just a minute, devil. Amen. Wait just a minute, devil. In 70 years, in 70 years, in just 70 years, I'm going to rebuild everything that you've destroyed. I come to tell you today, the devil's got you shoved up in the corner telling you what he's going to do. You need to remind the devil. Hey, devil, you know. You know who's on my side. God's on my side. God's fighting my battles. God's in control. Hallelujah. It's all destroyed. It's all flattened. Amen. It's all just burnt over fields. Amen. It's all tore up and messed up. Amen. But I want to tell you today, the devil might be laughing. The devil might be hee-hawing. The devil might be having a heyday. Amen. Because he's destroyed churches. Amen. He's kept people out of the house of God since March now. Amen. The devil has destroyed churches with the wind and with the rain and with the destruction. Amen. The devil says, oh, they can't go to church now. Amen. But wait, devil, it's going to be rebuilt. I told Brother Hare, I said, the only way God can get you to build a new church is to tear down the old church. Amen. God's got a way of building it back better, stronger. Amen. The church is not going down. The church is not forsaken. You just got to stay in the church. Hallelujah. The favor of God. The favor of God. I'm just going to... I'm just going to stay in the favor of God. Oh, and the devil says, if you, if God loved you, you wouldn't be going through this. If God loved you, you wouldn't be facing this. If God loved you, your car wouldn't break down. If God loved you, you wouldn't be sick. If God loved you, you wouldn't have be broke. If God loved you, you wouldn't be facing these battles. I want to tell you today, because God loves me, amen, my car's going to get better. Amen. And my life's going to get better. My health is going to get better. My home is going to get better. My marriage is going to get better. My job is going to get better. I'm going to keep staying in the favor of God. Hallelujah. Somebody give God some praise right now. 
on, give God some praise right now. In Jeremiah chapter 32, I got a ring up here. Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse number 37. It says, Behold, I will gather them out of all countries, whether I have driven them in mine anger and in my fury and in great wrath, and I will bring them again unto this place. Amen. And I will cause them to dwell safely. Amen. I run them out. I destroyed this place. I allowed it to happen in my anger. But I've already made a promise. My anger will not last. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. My daddy, my daddy, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He had a furious temper. Boy, he could get mad at the drop of the hat. And I think sometimes he would drop his own hat just where he could get mad. He had a very short fuse. But there's one thing that was good about him. I knew that the fuse was short, but I knew that the bang was bad. But I knew that the aftermath wasn't going to last long. Because he was quick to get over his anger. And boy, we was going to get something good when he got to feeling bad about getting mad. Amen. I liable to get a new motorcycle. I liable to get a new gun. I liable to get an ice cream cone. I liable to get off of work the rest of the day. Whatever. Because he got mad and he felt bad. Amen. I want to tell you that's the same way about our daddy God. Amen. Our God, he don't want to get mad at us. But there's been occasions where we make him angry at us. Amen. But his anger only lasts for a moment. And oh, when he gets through getting mad, oh, bless me God, the blessings are going to come in. But when he gets mad, you can't run out. And when things don't go well, you can't stop living right. And when things are not happening like you think they ought to, you can't quit the church. Amen. you got to stay faithful because his anger is only but a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm praying for God's mercy. I'm praying for God's favor. I'm praying for God's grace upon this country. Amen. There is no doubt in my mind that God is angry at this country. There's no doubt in my mind. That God is angry. That's a reason why we have chaos. That's a reason why we're going through some of the things that we're going through. I believe that you look at the world, worldwide. Millions and millions and millions of babies killed before they have a chance to breathe this air. Before they're ever born, they're destroying them. Homosexuality being promoted 
being promoted everywhere, even in the pulpit. Not this one. I'm definitely not that way. And you look at all the craziness, all the chaos, all the the things that are going on today. You can't say that God's not upset and God's not angry. But this is one thing I know about God. That God still has a church that's in the world. And He loves His church. And this country supports more missions than any other country in the world. And God sees that. God's looking at that. And God sees how this country feeds more people than any other country in the world. And has, this country has more compassion on any on the people more than any other country in the world. And that's weighing on God's, amen, that's weighing on God's mind when He is angry. And there's no doubt in my mind today, if the church starts praying, amen, it will turn the situation around. Amen, there is no doubt in my mind today that if America would repent, God would send the glory cloud back. God would send the blessings back. You say it's impossible. No, I believe in revival. I believe in an outpouring of the Spirit of God. I believe that God's able to change. God's able to rearrange. God's able to make a way. There is something that always changes God's anger. And that's repentance. That's repentance. When people say, I'm sorry, God. That's all He was asking out of Israel and Judah. Just repent. Repent. You don't have to go through the 70 years of captivity. Amen. I want to tell you today. You might feel like you're walking under the angry hand of God. Search your life. And when you've searched your life, amen, you just keep on walking with God. Because if it is the anger of God, here comes the blessings of God right behind it. Because with His anger, He's already provided a promise. I'm going to bless you. 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 I'm going to bless you and not curse you. I'm going to bless you when you're going. I'm going to bless you when you're coming. You should be the head and not the tail. I'm going to bless you when you're going out. I'm going to bless you when you're coming in. I'm going to bless you on your job. I'm going to bless you in the school. I'm going to bless you in the store. I'm going to bless you. There's just going to be a blessing of God. Amen. Because God wants to bless His people. Amen. God wants to help you. God wants to strengthen you. God wants to give you peace. God wants to give you help in the midst of the storm. And I'm quitting today if we all stand. Verse number 11 and 33 of Jeremiah says, The voice of joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom,
the voice of the bride. The voice of them that shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts. For the Lord is good for His mercy. It does not say that His mercy endureth but a moment like it does His anger. But it says, for His mercy endureth forever. And for them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. For I will cause a return to the captivity of the land as at the first saith the Lord. What is it saying like I preached a couple weeks ago, when you don't feel like praising, that's when you give a sacrifice of praise. And you can praise Him at home, and you can lift up the name of the Lord at home, but there's nothing like bringing a sacrifice of praise into. I didn't say that. The Word of God says that. Into the house of the Lord. What's that song that says... When things fall apart, praise His name. When you have a broken heart, I might be just rhyming now. Praise His name. When you don't know what to do, you just keep on doing what you know is the right thing to do. And you just keep on praising. And you keep on worshiping. And you keep on coming. And you keep on with your faithfulness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. The voice of joy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord of hosts. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. And them shall bring, He shall bring them back the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. For I will cause a return of the captivity of the land as at the first. God is going to restore you again. God is going to bless you again because His anger His anger is only but a moment. As they sing that song today, I wonder if you want to respond to the Word of the Lord. You might feel like your world is turned upside down. You might feel like there's no hope in sight. But the Word of God has told you this morning, these things will not last. But the favor of God, in His favor is life. In His favor is life. When everything falls apart, praise His name. When you have a broken heart, raise your hands and say, Lord, you're 
you to do right now before we leave this place this morning it says we're made overcomers by the word of our testimony I want you to think back in the past few years of some major things that you've been through that you faced in life that only God was able to make a way and God brought you through it I want you to think about that right now Think about it. Everybody in here, just a moment. Keep your mind on the Lord. God wants to do something for somebody right now. Think about something that only God could do. And God worked it out. And God did it. And God performed it. Now as we sing this song, I want you to remind the devil of what God has done in the past. And what God did last year. Or what God did ten years ago. Or... What God did 25 years ago, ever how long it was, remind the devil that God did it then. God brought me out then. God healed me then. God broke the chains that bound then. God made a way then. And give God praise right now.
and remind the devil if God did it then, God is going, not God can, not God might do, but God is going to do it right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Oh, you could see that darkness go and as your faith would begin to grow. You're not at all so out with you. Overcome a 
tonight. If you want to, you can be dismissed. Don't disturb those who's praying. Let's be here early for prayer, seeking the face of God. Don't remember to pray through the week. Come by the church, pray, seek the face of the Lord. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed.